This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hey, everybody, this is Chase from Barrel Age Flicks. Go ahead and check out our Patreon for raw, uncut footage and early access to all of our episodes. The link is in the description, and it's only $5 a month. Thanks for listening. A penguin is a bird that cannot fly. I am a man. I have a name. Oswald Cobblepot. I am Catwoman. Hear me roar. You don't really think you'll win, do you? Things change. Meow. I saw her first. Gotta fly. Saved by kitty litter. <laughs> oh, bastard. Batman. The thorn in both our sides. The fly in our ointment. Mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. Mm, but a kiss can be even deadlier if you mean it. I wouldn't touch you to scratch you. You lousy minx! I ought to have your spade! You sent out all the signals! And I don't think I like you anymore! You gotta admit, I played this stinking city like a heart from hell! <laughs> Bruce Wayne, why are you dressed up like Batman? Because he is Batman, you moron. Merry Christmas, Mr. Wayne. Merry Christmas, Albert. Good old tour, man. Hey, everybody. This is Barrel Age Flicks. I'm Lenny. Yeah, man. And this is... Hey, this is Ron. Let's drink and talk some movies. And... This is Stu. Let's drink, motherfucker. And special guest... Ragnar. I'm a nut up or shut up. Let's go. All right, everyone. So this is going to start off our Christmas series. We're going to start off with Batman Returns, which I know some people are listening. They go, that's not a Christmas movie. But it is ten- It is to a Christmas movie. <laughs> I set him off already. Ron is going to go into all that later on in the show. Um, so today's episode is especially special. Is that really a thing? Did I just yes, say that? Yes, I will allow English was not my my forte, but it's going to be filmed, er, filmed, recorded in front of a live studio audience. Wow. So, you know, <laughs> you hear laughter in the background. Um, so the drink of choice was actually uh, chosen by Ragnar, so I'm going to hand it off to him and let him introduce that. Go All ahead. right. So this is uh, Christmas Ale from Bell's Brewing out of Comstock, uh, Michigan. It's a Scotch Ale. Uh Let's see here. The bottle, it's a very Christmassy theme, very Christmas trees. Um, Goes with the uh, the big giant Christmas tree yep. inside. Yeah, It's a uh, traditional Scotch ale with uh, rich and malty uh, with notes of caramel and a warm mm. finish, certain to make any occasion festive or at least a bit more bearable with your family members. All right. I like that they put that on there. That's awesome. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Cheers. Prost. Um, uh, there it is. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah, you know what? Like oh, shit. when I when I smelled it, oh, mm-hmm. I, I kind of I was like, oh man, it's gonna be a strong beer, but it's yeah. actually it's got a very smooth finish. Yeah, it's not bad. It's thick. It has a thick. Yeah, to it. but it's not like yeah, this isn't stout, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It's a good choice, man. Yeah. Not bad. I like this. I'm 
actually I'm on, surprised. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm actually a big fan of this. This is good. I actually enjoyed this. This was a good pick. So Scotch ale is uh is good for you. It's good for your liver. <laughs> so uh Ragnar, why don't you go ahead and give your first review about it? I'm gonna give this uh one and a half. One and a half thumbs? One and a half on this one. It's uh very flavorful, smooth. It's a little bit thick, but it's good. It's very good. I enjoy it. How about you, Stu? I'm gonna give it one. Yeah, I'll give it one thumb. Um, it does have that artificial thickness to it, um, which is kind of fucking weird to me. But the taste is artificial taste. No thickness. Like, oh, okay. you know, I, I don't. I don't know how else to fucking describe it. It. it, it it's not thick, but it tastes thick. I, I don't know how to fucking describe that. Yeah. Um, but the the flavors are good. I do taste the caramel. Um, I, I the flavors are good. Just the the thickness is is kind of fucking throwing me for a little bit. Right. And I don't know what is causing that per se, but it's not something that I would necessarily buy myself. But I'm not turning it down either. Yeah. How about you, Lenny? It's so thick. No. Um. So. Wow. It's <laughs> no okay. You remember back when we did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre show, and I was talking about Ziegenbach, yeah, and how like I wanted to, I really wanted to get a six pack of it here so that we could drink this. This, the flavor of the, like the taste is very similar to Ziegenbach without the thickness. So if you were to take the thickness of this out but keep the flavor, yeah, that's basically what Ziegenbach tastes like. Which is why oh, I was nice. such a big fan of it. Then so, I'm still waiting um, for your father to come through for us. I know, man. I got to get him to, to ship that this shit out here. Cause, so Ziegenbach is a um, like a German-style beer yeah. that is only brewed and distributed only in Texas. Okay. You cannot get it anywhere else. So you have to legit either be there or have someone who's there buy it and send it to you. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, and this, this, like I said, tastes like... So I'm going to give it two thumbs up because I love Ziegenbach. Uh, when I was living in Texas, I was actually, it was one of the few things I was like, oh, damn it, when we moved. Yeah. So I'm going to give it two thumbs up. Um, the thickness, throw me off slightly, but honestly, the flavor is, is really great. Um, I definitely would drink several of these and enjoy them and not have any problems. So. Yeah, I'm really curious to try that Ziggenbach. And then if it doesn't have the thickness, yeah. but it has the same flavor profile, yeah. I, I think that would be really I'm, I'm gonna try to. I'm going to try and get my hands on So I'll talk to, you know, I'm going to bypass my dad and, and hit up my friend um, who lives out in Texas because he'll actually do it my dad like i asked him about Dads it are just disappointment and my dad literally was like oh well i don't know he makes That's it sound like no. i just asked him to solve in a rubik's cube I'm like dad i just need to never mind forget it never mind i'll figure it out and he's like well i just i don't know what i'm supposed to do i'm like oh, God. okay buy the beer put it in a box I, yeah, exactly fucking mail the shit. i was like fucking tape the box shut and then just <laughs> mail it to me i don't understand what's so complicated about yeah. that but yeah, see, I'm going to go ahead and give it a uh, thumb and a half. Um, one thing I'm not, not a fan of, though, is that I can't figure out why it's called a Christmas ale because it really doesn't have any taste or any smell of Christmas, in my opinion. Yeah, so that's I'll, one I'll thing I'm going to have to say. It. I'll agree with that. Yeah, th- yeah, there's no Christmassy taste to it. Like, we've had some other Christmas beers, and they, they have a taste of Christmas, you know, um, spices. Like a, and, or a hint of chocolate or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. To me, it just tastes like any kind of regular, like, thick beer that's all it really is it's decent it does have a little bit of a scotch taste to it um but ah, like i said i'd buy it but it's not like my go-to um but a a thumb and a half it's false advertisement yeah i mean actually i almost want to drop it but no i'll give it a thumb and a half it's it's a thumb and a half uh thumbs for this it's it's decent it's a decent beer but you know i've had better so 
So we're going to go ahead and uh, talk about the movie that I picked for our first in our series, Batman Returns. And I'm really excited about this. But before we get into Batman Returns, we also have to remember it is a sequel. So we have to talk about the first Batman. Yeah. The sure. Batman 1989 with Jack Nicholson. And uh, well, that's not the first Batman. But. No, I'm talking about the first uh, Tim Burton version of Batman. So um, you guys remember the first uh, Batman 1989. When was the last time you guys saw it? Like, like, no, not the last time. The first time that you guys saw it, probably, probably nineteen eighty nine. First, first came out. Oh, you saw it in the theater. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, really? How about you, yeah. Uh, Ragnar? Yeah, same time. Um, so the first time I saw it was not in theaters because I was poor. So I saw it like on VHS. Um, I probably saw it with my mom. The so I liked it just because back then there wasn't a lot of films that featured like comic book characters, really. It, that wasn't like a. That wasn't as. Com- it wasn't nearly as common as it is now. No, I think. Absolutely. In fact, I think the only uh, one that won was uh, Superman the movie. I believe. Yeah, was yeah. It was just Superman. So like, and then I was like, oh, and I, I wasn't a big DC comic fan. I was more Marvel, but I liked Batman, and I was like, oh, they're making a Batman movie, cool. Yeah. And so I watched it, and again, a lot of the adult concepts and stuff I didn't fully understand because I was a kid. But I liked Jack Nicholson as as Joker. He's scary and seemed crazy. And here comes Batman. He saves a day. And I, I really was entertained by it. And then I definitely loved watching it again, like as I got older and understanding all those other adult concepts. So that was really cool. So yep. yeah, yeah. And you you said that you saw the uh, you had the VHS of it. Y- yeah, and I saw so I saw it on VHS, and um, I remember also like my my dad saw. I saw it with my dad at some point, and he he was a big fan of um, Jack Nicholson's character yes. as the Joker. Like he, he had fun he, with his role. He loved all of his lines. Like he was like he said, I, and I'm I, I'm not going to take a punishment shot for this because I don't remember shit verbatim. But the Joker, the one of the lines my dad liked the most was where he says something like, "You know, we live in a world where a man dressed as a bat." Can steal all of my press because he was all about like yeah that's right no you said it exactly yeah, the right, right way yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> it's fucking good I saw this movie I believe sometime on VHS sometime in the early nineties I never saw it in the theater but uh, I remember everybody talking about how this was like one of the biggest hits in the theater when it came out like it was it, huge it kicked Ghostbuster 2's ass yeah so. it came you out in nineteen eighty nine and yeah. it was it was an amazing film because it was actually a comic book film that went into dark alley you know yes. basically superman was more lighthearted and stuff like that there really yeah. wasn't that many dark films the dolph lundgren punisher film when did that come out did that come out in the mid 80s i feel like early uh, 90s was it early yeah, 90s I that up. Feel like. yeah because I, 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 I was trying to figure out if there wasn't any other comic book movies other than superman and batman so and I, the dolph lundgren punisher was like mm. It no. wasn't great i i actually liked the thomas jane one i thought that, that one, one was that good really that, that one, one was pretty good yeah. But yep. I mean, in, in my opinion, though, 1989. My, there you go. Was yeah. it 1989? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why it's forgettable. It was sort forgettable because it was a fucking shit film. Well, that's yeah, that too. Well, see, a lot of people thought when the casting of the choice, the casting choices for Batman, that Michael Keaton was going to be dressed up as Batman, Mr. Mom, basically. People were like, what the fuck? Exactly. Seriously. Yeah. And he blew everybody's minds away just so how he played Batman. He did perfect as Bruce Wayne. He also did great as Batman. He had that dark, deep voice, and it worked perfectly. It, and it was, I love the fact that Michael Keaton didn't really change his voice when he was Batman. It was just his voice. Yeah. As opposed to, like, Christian Bale. He's like, ah, da, 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 da. Oh, with a lift. <laughs> Do you want a cough drop? Like, what is going on, bro? 
Yeah, there, there's been. I mean, like, there's that's a whole other discussion where there's like the different type of Batmans that there have been. Oh, yeah, yeah. Michael Keaton to me is always would be the number one Batman. I I thought that he did a great job in his role, and I'm huge on Ben Affleck as the number two. But you know, that's another just that's another story. But the uh, the first Batman was great, iconic. Jack Nicholson as a Joker, he had so much fucking fun in that role and the fact that tim burton directed this movie because tim burton has only directed peewee the peewee movie i forgot what the title was it was called peewee's uh big adventure, big adventure or something like that yeah. and of course beetlejuice so yeah. when you see him doing this type of film people were kind of not happy with it but he actually did a really good job even though there was a lot of studio backup to it and you can tell you know they had their ways of what they want to do a lot of studio interference that's why when we get into batman returns batman returns is more of a tim burton film yeah because yes. he basically tim burton would not sign on to do yep. a second film unless they gave him more control so yeah. they basically were like hey you know what it's Batman, but, you know, make it how you want, which is why, like, the cityscape and the costume design, a lot of things were much different from the first one is because they gave Tim Burton basically whatever carte, blanche. Right? Yeah. carte blanche to do whatever yeah. the hell. So. And this is before uh, they would sign people to multi-picture deals, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, an assumption that there's there's going to be multiple sequels and shit like that. Right. So they only signed them to the original Batman. Yeah, because and Burton was like, well, if you want me back, bitch. Better give me fucking some control. And that's the thing, because he just did Edward Scissorhands beforehand, and then he did Batman Returns. And when you look at Batman and Batman Returns, they are completely two different films. Especially, all right, you remember that whole talk we had about Halloween? um, Halloween, the Rob Zombie version, and Halloween 2, how different they were because he he had a little bit more studio interference with the first one, but the second one was more of a Rob Zombie film. You can tell it and everything else. This one is exactly the same way. Batman Returns is so Tim Burton-ish, just like the fucking Danny Elfman score, the the gothic tones. I mean, the city was made, um, it, it's basically a recreation of the city of Metropolis from 1927. You yeah. remember the, uh, yeah, yeah. the 1927 film and everything else? But uh, it, it was so dark that it was controversial, the fact that they tried to put it in Happy Meals. You guys remember the Happy Meals? Yes. I actually yes. had a couple of the McDonald's Happy Meals toys. McDonald's freaking backed out. Yeah, yeah. yeah but McDonald's the, started freaking out because it was so dark. They're like, eh, they, I don't want to associate with it. But. Yeah, when they see Penguin with like fucking green shit coming out of his mouth and you know how dark and a lot of sexual themes that were in the uh-huh. movie it was like how is this being sponsored by fucking mcdonald's yeah. and um, but I, I remember those toys I, uh-huh. I remember i had two of them i had the batmobile and i had that little fucking uh uh penguin uh, car with the little umbrella in the, the, in the, the front umbrella in the front yeah, yeah yeah i had both of those any of you guys have any of those i think i may have had them all because my mom couldn't cook worth a fuck, so I lived on McDonald's. Yeah. My mom no. somehow could burn fucking soup. I don't know how she could do that, but yeah. she was able to. No, that uh, the, I had a, I, I remember the Batman one where, like, you push a button, and then it like, would separate. Yeah. And it was two different vehicles, and then you had the penguin one i think those are the two that i had yeah it had like a little button i think it had a spring where it came out where it made made the batmobile into the uh, batmobile penis basically where it <laughs> yeah. just turned into a i mean that's basically what it looked like it goes through it, the hole yeah, yeah. Where, <laughs> exactly that's what it was yeah. going between the uh the buildings, the buildings and everything no there was and i was going to say too just to comment that there was a um a right before the film came out or right when it came out they had a comic book yeah. uh, batman returns comic book and I remember, I'll never forget this. I rode my bike. I used to ride my bike fucking everywhere. And I rode my bike to this like corner store and I saw it. And my mom let me have enough money to buy it. And I bought it and I went home and like read the comic book like cover to cover right then and there. Yeah. And I was so excited for the movie. It's like, oh man, I'm going to see this movie. And there were so many things in the comic book that were not the same as the movie because there's so much more graphic. Like the scene where uh, Penguin gets pissed off at 
the guy who makes some side comment. And uh, he says, well, it could be worse. My nose could be dripping with blood. Oh, man. Says, oh, yeah, yeah. And he turns and bites the fuck out of his face. And you, you just see fucking spray of blood coming yeah, right out of yes. his nose yeah, and everything. That, that wasn't in the comic book at all. He, The guy said something, and he's like, oh, thank you. And then they put a button on him, and they're waving. There was no violent scene with him biting anybody or blood or anything like that. Like, they totally changed it. Yeah, McDonald's was so fucking scared about this movie. It was like, yeah. And they completely pulled the toys off. I, I don't know how long it lasted, but it, it, it they were outraged. Parents were outraged after seeing what this movie was. And it just didn't work out, but the fun- it was great. But yeah, no, it, like yeah. I said, I had no issue with it. The thing is, the funny thing about this movie is there's been a whole bunch of different renditions of what was going to happen. They were going to try and introduce uh, introduce um, Two Face. They were going to try and get Billy D. Williams yeah. from the first movie as Harvey Dent and bring him in as Two Face. And I would actually really like to see that because I actually love Billy D. Williams and I thought he would have made a great Two Face. And they were also trying to bring Robin into the mix, but. With Marlon Wayans. Marlon yeah. Wayans was going to play Robin. Robin. He got fitted for his suit. Yep. Yeah, dude. And was he was all set to go. And they freaking still collected. Well, that, that's Tim Burton's. That Tim Burton he is the one that made the decision. Residuals to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. his name, I, th- I think his name is in there. Uh, I think. I don't It may well, be, but no matter what, he it was in his contract. Because he got cast. It was in his contract. Yeah. And then it never made it to fucking film. But he still gets paid. Yeah, but they made time. a toy line, and it had a black Robin. Yeah. yeah. So it had Marlon Wayans as Robin, which was kind of funny. Can you imagine how much that action figure is probably fucking worth? Oh, it, it's probably worth a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> In mint condition? Oh, yeah, yeah. dude. But the uh, the thing about that is that um, Tim Burton didn't like it. He thought there was too many characters, because you have Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman, and you got Danny DeVito, which portrayed the Penguin perfectly. Well, in a Tim Burton story. way. So, Stu, the resident comic book nerd, I want you to give us a little uh, background on the Penguin. Okay, so as far as the Penguin goes, it depends on which age of comics you're going back. Because he's almost as old as Batman. I think he showed up in like the somewhere between the 40th and 50th uh, um, comic of Batman. So he's he's pretty fucking old. You yeah, know, just like that. Um, first off, fuck you, Lenny, for keep making fun of me. I'm not making fun of you at all. <laughs> I wasn't making fun of you at all. I was commenting about how I am trying. I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't really care. I'm trying not to burp into the mic. All right. Okay. Because I don't want to. Because apparently now that's a punishable fucking offense. <laughs> so I'm like trying to police my belching. I'm trying to police my fucking my 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 snotting and everything else. All right. I'm trying a to be a gentleman. Come on, burp into the mic. Yeah. All I see is moving around. Let it out. Let it out. Come on. Just saying. <laughs> no, I'm good now. I'm, I'm releasing PSI in a very gentleman, quiet manner. So. You better not be fucking let out gas. No. <laughs> I'll leave the room. You go right. I don't want anyone puking. So. so in the golden age of comics, he was introduced as more of the gentleman thief. Um, yes. He would wear a, you know, a, 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 you know, a, a, either a white suit. or a black tuxedo. Yeah. The monocle. Um, yeah. The, the top, top hat, hat still. Yeah. yeah. He had a, he had a long nose. Um, but no, uh, it was even to the point where um, he would, uh, I think his first appearance, he actually stole a couple of pieces of art and hid them in his umbrella um, in order to get away with it. And then he used uh, yeah. that crime to uh show that he belonged in the underworld to a mafia boss yeah you know that that ran the uh, the underground at the time um and then eventually he took over you know the other thing he killed the mafia boss took over the gang and shit like that uh silver line or silver age comes out um they basically redo everything um and you find out a little bit more about him uh he was 
that's when the the, the first uh, Oswald Cobblepot you know story came through. Um, he he they actually did a good explanation of why his fascination with umbrellas. Apparently, his mom was kind of fucking psycho, yeah, and made him carry an umbrella wherever he went because his dad died of some pneumonia, right? That he caught, you know, uh, because he didn't carry a fucking umbrella one time during the rain, um, and they ran a uh, a bird shop um you know they were, oh, no shit yeah they're so high society but they sold you know rare and exotic birds or some yeah. shit like that so his fascination with birds and his umbrellas yeah. were explained um it wasn't until this you know this movie batman returns that the the weird um mutation that he has you know the the, the, the kind of bird-like features you know the, the the i forget what the exact term is but where the flippers uh yeah the flippers but yeah. there's an, act, a, a it's an actual where disease yeah where your, yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. your yeah. fingers yeah. Are, are joined together and shit like that that was more of a tim burton recreation yeah, exactly. and the thing that i like is that like the way that the penguin is as grotesque and fucking weird looking that he is it's it's realistic. Yeah. Like there are people that have yeah. that that disability with their hands and yes, shit. Yes, exactly. And yeah. I like the way that they kind of did that. And that's followed since that film, um, on and off, depending on who's writing it. Sometimes he'll have them. Sometimes he won't. Yeah. Uh, and no real acknowledgement or explanation of why these fucking flippers and all, why these weird fucking shit keeps appearing and disappearing they just don't fucking acknowledge it just whoever happens to be writing at the time what they want the the character to be but he's developed over time um there was even uh a point in 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 the the history where batman says penguin's actually smarter than him um smarter than batman uh oh, i thought it'd be the riddler no, no uh he he said uh penguin is actually the smartest one and the the, the what's so scary about penguin is of all of batman's nemesis is nemesis i whatever you fucking say um he's the one who's actually sane yeah everybody else is fucking crazy in their own goddamn way yeah but in this movie he's fucking he's insane. Not insane uh <laughs> but actually I, i'll still say he's he's kind of he's sane but he's just fucking angry as shit in this one angry well, and I fucking i think he's more like he's been stuck down in the fucking sewers for so yeah damn long. which probably makes him why he's so yeah. fucking horny all the so, time so that's he, another thing he's yeah. anti-social yeah. but he's still sane yeah he may be anti-social but like he has no concept of really being around aside from the uh oh, what the fuck the the red triangle gang yeah right? yeah right like aside, aside from being people. around those clowns yeah right he has no idea of the topside world exactly and like how so, to conduct himself like with manners and yeah stuff. so he like he is very very socially awkward yeah but he's still sane he's still able to think through multiple level steps of plans like there was a, a while there where what he would do he would come up with these really genius ideas of how to rob things and places like that and yeah. he'd sell those those ideas to different people and then he'd go and kill them after they committed these heists and take their shit yeah he's like all right <laughs> so he's double dipping but so, he's a, he's a homicidal well, I, mean, I will say i will smart. say this though it, it really yeah. is. <laughs> well but here's here's the thing though that you gotta middle, think man. is that the comic book version of penguin was exactly what you were saying he was brilliant but i think what we were getting at is that the tim burton 
he kind of he took it's uh, a freak Penguin show basically. and he changed yeah. him a little bit to where he is a little unhinged. He does like get pissed off and kind of lose his cool and not think clearly. He does have really good plans. He is intelligent because he definitely he finds a way to circumvent Batman to where he gets the entire city to love him. Yeah, and yeah. root for to the bad the guy basically. Yeah, and, and that's that, that's even, a very brilliant even, even thing. Coming up with turning the the Batmobile. You know, uh, coming up with that plan. Yeah, like, H-bomb you know, on wheels. We're just yeah. going ahead and do that. Yeah. And, then, he, and, and building that little fucking you know, car, that little coin operator fucking well, car. Do you, do you feel like <laughs> the, it was fucking genius. Do you feel like it builds his tragic with the whole thing about his parents throwing him away in yep. the sewers? Yeah. Goddamn it makes Pee Wee Herman throwing him away. Yeah, no, I was going to say that. Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman playing uh, fucking yeah. Oswald Cobblepot's father. I yeah. mean, you, was, did you well, notice he, that? He, he was the second choice, though, for that. For uh, the Penguin? No, 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 no. For his father. Oh, Paul Rubens? The first one. Yeah. Oh, I see. I didn't know that. Yeah. I could tell you a whole bit big of casting for who the Penguin is originally going to be, like who they wanted to One of them was the Bob Hoskins. Uh, yes, which actually, believe it or not, I th- when I looked at the list, that was probably the Burgess one that Burgess. I would agree with, yeah. Bob Hoskins. But if you were to go who were going to be the Penguin, we got John Candy. No, we got he's Marlon, too big. Marlon Brando. Nope. This is yeah. going to be the funny one right here. Dean Martin. No, yeah, this makes that, no fucking sense. Christopher no. Lloyd. No. See, Christopher if Lloyd, you can see him, as Max Shrek. See, nah, yeah. But yeah, no, if right. they were playing the, if they weren't playing him as the short, stout, you know, version of yeah. Penguin, and they're playing it more towards the comic version of Penguin, I could see Christopher Lloyd actually pulling it off. No, I, you know what? The thing is, I, I can, but I think he's too tall for the role, too. And, and, yeah. always Tim Burton no, 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 the Penguin's Penguin not always short. And dark, oh, so I always thought so. he was a short guy. No, no. Like I said, uh, they, he got the name Penguin because he was always wearing a Penguin suit, a tuxedo. Gotcha. And show you the gentleman, uh, the gentleman thief. Uh, um, we so also have, work. we also have Mr. Bean. Rowan Addison. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, no. Everybody keeps associating with him as Mr. Bean. But if you've seen him in stuff like Black Adder and shit like that. Should, no, he's in other movies he like. Can, uh, he uh, can do really well uh, in, in an actual an acting fucked up way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He can't. No, he's done serious roles yeah. before. Uh, we also have Dustin Hoffman, Alan Rickman, John Goodman, Joe Pesci, and Ray Liotta, which I kind of figured okay. it would come more Joe of like the gangster Pesci, side. I could kind of see. I, I don't know. I mean, well, I could but also I see could, Dustin Hoffman. But I can only really, yeah, I can only see the Penguin as being like a squatty, smaller guy. He's not He's not a big dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, even like in the um, the Gotham, the, the show Gotham, yeah. the, the younger version of Penguin is a smaller dude. He's not as fat. Like he's no, thin, he's, he's slender, thin. Yeah. but he's still a small guy. Yeah. You know, cause and he, he played that really well. Because he doesn't use his, his physical features to to overpower his enemies he uses his mind and he plant he works around his weaknesses in order to still take advantage and be able to have the upper hand you guys the the different interpretations of the penguin he's either you know very lanky you know very yeah and you know thin you don't think of anything or short or short fat you're still not physically threatened by him right either way you're not a he's not a physical threat to you do you feel danny devito pulled the role off for this interpretation yeah for this interpretation do you think he was like creepy enough the way that he was yes. as a gangster and all that and i mean what did you guys think of all his fucking umbrellas i mean wonderful. seriously fucking hilarious wonderful 
the fucking yeah, one the when he's trying to awesome. when he's trying to get Max Shrek and he's trying to hypnotize him. He says, "What is that trying to hypnotize me?" He says, yeah. "No, just give you a yes. fucking headache, basically." Uh, bloody headache. Bloody bloody headache. Blanks. Then he fires and he goes, "Oh, stop being a baby! It's just blanks." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. So oh no, I, I like the one when uh, we have to talk about Catwoman, of course, the excellent fucking sexy as hell Michelle Pfeiffer. She was amazing in she, that fucking role. She yes. did a great job. The thing that I I really love about this is that Michelle Pfeiffer. Was like the, like the the pretty kind of girl, like whatever. Yeah. And then she comes into this role, and most people would think, oh, she's going to be like this ditzy blonde or whatever. But she actually did a very good job yeah. of having a good balance of being a strong female character and being fucking unhinged. She did a great job. Oh, she got psychotic. I mean, she yeah. she was. Remember that part when she first falls out of the uh, building when Max Shrek pu- pushes yeah. her out, and all the cats are going around her, and she basically just. Um, comes back as Catwoman, and yeah. then she goes into her apartment and starts spraying her fucking pink ass fucking apartment black and all just over the place. Destroys the place, yeah. taking yeah, stuffed animals, stuffing them into the garbage disposal. I mean, you could see her face looking up. You could just see how fucking psychotic she looked. I mean, like she's yeah, she's like she's sexy, but she's also fucking nuts. Like yes. you wouldn't want to fuck with her. And the thing that I think is really cool too is a couple things. One, the eye fluttering that she does when she hits the ground, yeah, and then her eyes pop open. That was all her. That was and Tim Burton was like. Oh my God, cut, take that. That's fucking perfect. That was all just off the cuff. The other thing that was really cool and how dedicated she was to this fucking role, that bird she put in her mouth was a live fucking yep, bird. Yep. Yeah. And she did several fucking takes of that. She was committed. bird in her yeah. mouth. No, she was fucking held committed. held in there for several seconds. I'm like, that's impressive. Yeah, no, she was fucking committed to the role and the uh, fucking chemistry between her and Michael Keaton's Batman yeah. was dead on perfect. Yeah, just to really see good. how they both were going at each other. I thought we had a thing and they just started fighting each other. Although I, I I really couldn't stand the uh, the line. I haven't been fed all day. Eat floor. Uh! High fiber. Oh. Th- that was a bad line. I'm sorry. Uh, well, yeah. well, here's Eat the thing, though. The high books, fiber. Though. It really fucking does. <laughs> I, I know, and that right there kind of kind of started the whole thing when start Batman Forever and Batman and Robin when they got really bad. Oh, the and everything else just yeah. got so bad, dude. But well, this the w- problem with sorry, but like, go ahead. The problem with with uh, when Michael Keaton took the role, he didn't want the role. No, no, this is a paycheck for him. him. He needed the money for for a house, I believe, for real for fucking real estate. Yeah, yeah, investment. But he he told the writers to cut out his lines, and Danny DeVito did the same thing with his because he he read through the scripts and he I guess he sat down with the writers and told them like Batman won't say this, cut it out. He'll say this, so yeah. that's why. So you really don't see Batman. A lot. No, in fact, in the movie, it's more Penguin trying to become mayor and Catwoman doing her thing. But Batman is it's Batman movie, but you don't really see Batman all that often except for essential fight scenes. I've heard this argument many you times know. about how this movie is not a Batman movie. It's a villain movie. Yeah. It more focuses on yeah. the villains. It does. And yeah. I, you know, and like, I think, again, them saying, you Good know, point, hey, you're going to make a, a Tim Burton movie. Just go for it. Yeah. I, I like it. I again, I think it was really good. Um, the fact that it was really dark, I think, is is very appropriate because it's Gotham City. Gotham City's always been portrayed as this dark kind of city, this dark place. I don't know. I thought I thought it was great. I thought they did a really good job. It's just unfortunate because they all but begged Tim Burton, like, dude, we've got to do a third one. Come on, you know. 
and he would not do it. No, like, that's actually not how it worked. Uh, basically, yeah, they did not that. want Tim Burton to do it. Tim I Burton came, did. No, no. Or Tim was it Burton, Michael Keaton that they really wanted? No. The what happened was is that the studio and everything noticed in all the reviews and how this movie was extremely dark and too dark to the point where people wanted to lighten it up. So when they brought him into the office to do the third film, he was like, "Oh, I got all these ideas," and they were kind of just like, "Yeah, yeah, we're going to hire somebody else." And they also made Tim Burton the executive producer. And not the director. That's when they went to the Batman Forever route and hired Joel Schumacher to lighten it up and make it to a giant toy commercial. was a big fucking mistake. mistake. Big mistake, It was horrible. Batman Forever is probably the best of the Joel Schumacher because Batman and Robin is utter shit. But Batman Forever, there is a darker version, apparently, that they want to release the darker cut that they uh, cut up a lot of the stuff about... uh, Batman's past and everything else, but uh, it never got released. They're, they're trying to, ever since they've done the um, Batman versus Superman, uh, the Justice League cut, Snyder cut, and stuff like yeah. that, now they're saying, release the Schumacher cut. Release the Schumacher cut because it's a whole lot darker and everything else. Yeah. But you want to know the funny thing is is that they had different stories in Batman Returns that they wanted to do. The original, there was two storylines that they skipped out of. They did one storyline where Catwoman and Penguin were trying to do a treasure hunt to find um, yeah. like yeah, yeah. treasure underneath uh, uh, Gotham City or basically Wayne's Manor, Wayne Manor or something yeah. like that. And there was another one which they already put in the future movies where Penguin wanted to freeze the city. Which they yeah, did in Batman and, and Robin Mr. with Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze yeah. took that one. That would have been too much, in all honesty. Yeah. Both, one or both of those, along with the other, the concurrent storyline of, you know, basically trying to make Penguin, you know, a good guy and and make Batman a bad guy. Uh, it would have been too much. It, it really would have. It would have distracted from either, any or all of the other plots. Yeah. And, Fucking Arnold yeah. as Mr. Freeze is so stupid. Well, I'm going to go ahead and show you a little soundbite of uh, the face-off between Batman and uh, the Penguin when they oh, first yeah. face off. This so is a good one. Let's all listen to this. Admiring your handiwork? Touring the riot scene. Gravely assessing the devastation. Fucking love Danny DeVito. Upstanding mayor stuff. You're not the mayor. Things change. <laughs> yes. What do you want? Ah, the direct approach. I admire that in a man with a mask. <laughs> His fucking laugh. You don't really think you'll win, do you? Things change. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I love that. Ragnar, I remember I actually cut you off earlier about the uh, whole ordeal with uh, um, the father of uh, Oswald Cobblepot. You said that to you, those oh, different yeah, yeah, casting yeah, yeah. choices. Yeah, no, the original um, father was supposed to be Burgess Meredith. Burgess, who's that? Um, Burgess Meredith. The name's very fucking familiar. Yeah, I've heard it, but I, I don't I, like. I can't recall who it is. He um, originally he was casted for it. Um, and then last minute he got sick. Um, oh, he was he was penguin from oh, the, the original show. penguin. Oh, oh no, that's sense. also uh, that's also Rocky's uh, uh, trainer. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. I remember oh, really. That. Yeah, yeah, Rocky's trainer. I did not know that. Rocky's trainer is the penguin from the original show. Original. Oh, it is him. Yeah, yeah that, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, no. I learned something new. That, that, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. that, awesome. that actually so, would have been really cool, though. It would have. It would have yeah, fit very, very well. Yeah. Go. I think the movie. I think his 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 That's little awesome. bit of role that was in the movie probably would have been a little bit differently, being that he was the original penguin. Yeah. No, but, I can see him doing the exact same thing. And no, so can little, I. But I, but I think it, it, it may have been a, had a little bit extra scene. Man, I yeah, maybe. maybe. I did not know that. That's well, still blowing my mind right now. Yeah. Well, do you know who the uh, the original casting for Catwoman was? Well, first of all, there was probably, oh, there from was what I lot. read, there was over, like, thousand of women that wanted to audition for that role. Yeah, there's one woman that showed up dressed up as Sean Young. Sean Young. She was, like, being over the top, like, I am Catwoman. And they're like, all right, then. Yeah, the chick with the dick in the uh, uh, yeah. Ace Ventura Pet Detective movie. Remember? Yes. At the back? Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Sean Young. She also uh, was in uh, Blade Runner. Einhorn. Yeah. You remember yeah. the movie Blade Runner? Yes. Lieutenant Einhorn. Yep. I think we all Rachel. remember the movie Blade Runner. Yeah. I, I don't know. Some people <laughs> haven't seen it. Goddamn stupid question. That's like one of my all-time favorite so movies. You guys remember the movie Godfather? Fuck you. Remember that? Fuck you. All right. All right. I, I, I understand. But, um, no, uh, Annette Benning was originally going to be casted for the role, but she got pregnant, yep. which sucks. So it, it just yeah. didn't work for her. I think Annette Benning would actually pull it off really well because she can actually do a really sexy role. But Michelle Pfeiffer hit it out of the park. She was yes. amazing. She really did. Yeah. She did a good job. I, I got to get very fucking thankful that Burton hadn't met Helen Bone. Bonham Carter because he would have 100% fucking cast her as Catwoman. That would have been a weird Catwoman. I don't Catwoman. think that would have worked exactly. out, man. It, no, it uh, wouldn't have. I, that's why I'm so fucking thankful he wasn't banging her at that fucking time because ever since then she has to be the fucking main No, fucking she female. is, right? Like, yeah, everyone yeah. in his film she's in there and you're like, oh, there she is. All right. yeah. and I, I, I like mean, her. she does she's a good job. Actress. No, she's a good she's actress, great. but no, you can't see her as Catwoman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, no. Michelle Pfeiffer pulled the role off and I really wish they did a sequel with her in, instead of that horrible piece of shit Hellberry Hallberry one uh, that came out. You can't even say Halle Berry correctly. Ha- ha- I can't Halle say words. Words are hard. Fuck you. Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Ragnarok. Ragnar. You suck. I love it. You. I oh, the worst. Yes. Oh, oh, all right. And let's go. We got the studio audience involved pouring you your punishment shot. I love it. A little oh, bit more. Little oh, bit make more. it a double. Make it a double. <laughs> make it a double. There you yeah. go. Good like job, Ron. Good job, Ron. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Throw it back like a champion. I love it. Anyways, um, just compose yourself a second. I don't want you to puke in your mic. I'm fine. I just drank fucking zero sugar Coca Cola after that. Actually helped a little. You still sound bad. It tastes like shit. I can't believe I did that again. Why? Why? Absolutely. You got. You got literally too excited. It's okay. Yeah, I know. I am so happy with this name. I really. I fucking hate so much enjoyment in the future. Apparently, his wife Snow gave him the name. So. When we Thank did you, when we did last Mohicans, the one of the characters, his name was um, Chingakuk, and he couldn't say it once. He didn't even bother. He was like uh, Lenny, and he just would have me say it. <laughs> I'm just saying fucking thing. I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking goddamn brutalize this fucking name. I made sure so. I memorized how to say it because it's a difficult name. But even then, I was like, he, it's a difficult name. I'm like, he's not gonna bother. Me. I, I'm, 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 words are hard with me. I'm sorry. Yeah, there. You know the funny thing is, is that Jack Nicholson actually talked. 
Danny DeVito and taking the part, which I thought was really cool because Danny DeVito and Jack Nicholson are really good friends. Really? Yeah, no, I, I read about that. Jack and I Nicholson thought, was supposed to do, um, he wanted to do it, but he was slated for another movie. Jack Nicholson? I think. Well, no, he did the Joker. He can't be two different villains. No, no, not Jack. Uh, shit, it was somebody yeah. else. Bob Hoskins? Was it Bob Hoskins? Maybe his Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Um, I could have seen Bob Hoskins doing it. See, see, that is my second pick for the the Penguin. I think Bob Hoskins really did it well. Danny DeVito, I want to say that once they put the makeup on him, and he really kind of saw... Because that was one of the funny things about these characters is they would go through makeup, they'd go through costume, and it would be hours of them getting all this stuff put on. Yeah. And then it's sort of like when on on Halloween when I had all my paint my shit put on. I don't really see myself. And then you see yourself in the mirror and you're like, whoa. And that, that really helped him get into character. All right. So we're going to go ahead and do the interaction between Batman and Catwoman. Uh, you guys remember that famous scene that they do with the uh, mistletoe? Yes. yes. Here we go. Mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. Mm, but a kiss can be even deadlier if you mean it. Super porno. How to say? <laughs> you know, mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. I guess can be even deadly. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, no, that that is time. really when they find out their yes. true identities as they uh, might as uh, Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle, which I thought was great because they had a whole interaction beforehand, especially when they were doing that whole makeout scene, and they were about to. They said she said she had to leave by like five o'clock or something like that, so they can both just kick each other's ass right when they get back into the city. Yes. They didn't know it, so I thought that but was that really scene cool. right there, the the date scene. Um, I do want to say. Even though it was a callback to uh, Batman, you know, the 1989 one, where uh, the Vicky Vale, where he's having to make excuses while he leaves. Yeah. That, to me, is peak Michael Keaton. I no longer saw him as Batman. I no longer saw him as Bruce Wayne. I saw him as motherfucking Michael Keaton coming up with different fucking excuses and his, <laughs> the way he was just speaking and shit like that. He no longer had the, the cool confidence of, of Bruce Wayne or the, the seriousness of Batman. He just seemed like a fucking dork. And I'm like, that's goddamn Michael Keaton right there. <laughs> what did you think of uh, well the thing with Michael Keaton and how he would actually talk as just normal Michael Keaton in the Batman suit? Especially when you got stabbed with that little, um, what was that thing that she had? The nail. claw that she had, like yeah, nail. that nails. Yeah, but what was it made out of? It was it was a uh, sewing. Was it a sewing nail? <laughs> metal. metal, metal. Yeah, I know it was metal. You <laughs> asked. Yeah, it's just the way that he was talking when he was asking uh, Alfred to get the antiseptic for him and everything yeah. else, and he was just like talking normal. It, it was just weird seeing well, Batman what, in the suit like that. Up until. Um, up until after Michael Keaton, you know, in the comic books, they never said that, you know, Batman spoke in a different voice than Bruce Wayne or anything like that. Yeah. But it's it, a comic book. Exactly. Yeah. It, it just it just kind of implied that he always has the same fucking voice. I never voice. thought of that. It just implied it's always the same fucking voice no matter what he's talking to like. And that's what it is. And that gotten truly worse down the line yes. and how they go, especially with Christian Bale. It's yes. just like over the top, like, get over here. Yes. Where are you? <laughs> yes. Something like that. Or the uh, uh, the college humor one where he's trying different voices. <laughs> like that. Yeah, you guys got to check college humor on the fucking Batman on that. Or it's Bad man. Bad man. Yeah, yeah. it's well, fucking then, like, hilarious. Ben Affleck, he had like an actual voice modulator, which, which I, I like. like. That makes That's sense. cool. It that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. But don't talk like you need a throat lodging. I mean, come on, man. 
It's like it's not it's not what who you what you say or what you do that applies you. And I'm like, dude, she knows it's fucking you, man. Stop it. Like she's like Bruce, he disappears. And I'm like, come on, dude, no. She knows it's you. Like, stop it. Like, just stop it. Now, what, what was the actress that played in the uh, the uh, Dark Knight or no? Uh, um, the, uh, the Dark Knight Returns. What was the actress that played Catwoman? Um, not the Dark the Dark Knight. Yeah. Anne Hathaway. Was it Anne Hathaway? Yeah. Do Anne you Hathaway. think she was a good Catwoman compared to Selena Kyle? For that interpretation of yeah. Catwoman, yeah. yeah. She did but if you really had a vote which Selena different. Kyle you'd watch, which one? Uh, let's see. It's two different characters, though. Yeah. Or yeah. not characters, the same but way persona, we, we, we have the argument about the different jokers. Totally yeah. different. Yeah. All right. They're, they're portraying different versions of the same character, but different backstories, different you know, in, uh, histories. Well, her yeah. the thing is, Selena Collins was more sensual and more erotic yeah. more than anything. So it was very, I mean. Well, well, Catwoman as a whole normally is very sexual. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think so, that, but, like, so I think that the one from this film was more unhinged and yeah. more, like, psychotic and definitely was something, you know, not quite right there. Which makes sense. She was shoved out a fucking window. Yeah. Well, that but there then, was, oh, I guarantee you that was always there, though. Yeah, yeah. and it just kind of got woken yeah. up See, by the way the I always, She's always very timid, like, when yeah. she's. Uh, yeah, in the in the in the uh, what uh, the office? Yeah, right. When she's she was the secretary, and she's yes. always very like, oh, you know, just yeah. real quiet, keeps she's to herself, bad talking herself. So like, yeah. it's there. Yeah, and I mean, she'd even leave voicemails to her fucking self, yeah, as herself to say, hey, I know you probably forgot this, so let's go ahead and go back to the office. You know, as an, of another voice inside her own fucking head, right? All right, and treating it. Uh, I thought she did really well as playing the the. the antithesis of batman of bruce wayne yeah um somebody who went through some major fucking trauma well they both identify with each other yeah exactly yeah. and that's why they work so well and and that is a, a common storyline throughout the comic history yeah where that's why they're attracted to one another they they can both see through the stuff it just selena kyle has chosen to lean into the life of crime while bruce wayne chose to go against the life of crime but they're both fucked up in the head both have the amazing fucking training and have decided to devote their life to be the best uh, that they can fucking be in the chosen fields. Right. And yeah. Anne Hathaway's character was more of just, you know, kind of grew Cat up. burglar. Yeah. Cat burglar, yeah. grew up poor, had yeah. to yeah. figure out how to, you know, and she realized that, oh, I'm really good at, at cat burgling and yeah. crime and theft and stuff. So she just got really good at that. And as she became like Catwoman, she was more of a person who wasn't necessarily crazy, but she had she had a motive. She had something yeah. she was trying to achieve, yeah. yep. and she didn't care who she hurt or what she had to do to get to that goal. Which is more of the the classic interpretation of Catwoman. Right. That, that's truer to to most interpretations yeah. of the, the the comic history. Ragnar wanted to point out something about the suit that uh, Michelle Pfeiffer had to wear. So they actually made um, sixty over sixty suits, Catwoman suits for this fucking movie she could michelle pfeiffer could literally only wear it for i think uh two or three lines before she would pass and you out. can tell i yeah. mean that part where she goes meow you can just see how she's breathing and everything yeah. else and also when uh the scene where she first uh gets that uh that guy that was trying to uh, rob that woman inside the alleyway oh yeah, yeah and yeah. you could just see here cat woman hear me you could just see her panting like she's having a hard time talking in yeah. that thing she literally she passed out that's how she that's how they figured it out that um, she could literally only do a couple lines without Pat before passing out because she did more than a few 
and actually passed out. Yeah, yeah. So, and what do you all think of Christopher Walken as Max Shrek? Amazing, awesome. fucking amazing. I love David Bowie Walken. was originally casted to be that role, but he declined nope. it. So good, no. No. good. Walken took the role. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like, he I had enough. Walken is amazing. David Bowie had another movie um, lined up. That's why he declined it. Yeah. And, and well, the thing guy. is, David Bowie's also, Chris Walken's also taken another role that David Bowie did with uh, one of the Bond movies with uh, Roger Moore. I, I believe it was Roger Moore. But uh, he was in one of those movies, and um, David Bowie was supposed to be that role, and Christopher Walken took it. So Christopher Walken's taken two of his roles. But I want to bring up Good for him. Max Shrek's yes. son. Yeah, Lenny's boy, <laughs> Andrew Brzezinski, my Leatherface. I'm glad you said the name because I don't know how to say the fucking name, dude. I am, I you know, obviously, I I kind of um, went on and on about him. Did you know it when you face. saw it though? No, I mean, like later on, I did, and I was like, oh shit, that's the guy because like yeah, I've yeah, I've followed a lot of his other movies. He's you look done. like Flash Gordon, I and mean, this <laughs> this is one of the first one of the few movies yeah, where yeah, like you know because he's a bodybuilder and he's an athlete. And every single kind of role that he would do to include Leatherface, it would show his power. It would show his physique. It would show what he's fucking capable of. This is one of the few films where, like, you never see his muscles. You never see none of that shit. You barely even see him do anything. No, he's, he's wearing just, a suit the whole time. He's just in a suit, and he's just, you know. But you can tell he's a big guy. And the thing that's cool, though, is that he even kind of did a kind of like a Christopher Walken accent because he was, you know, his yeah. son, so he had to sound like him. And he did a good job. Yeah. I was actually impressed. Yeah. yeah. You know? I, and, I did feel know? that he was Christopher Walken's retarded son. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Dad, go now. <laughs> like, I will awesome. save you. <laughs> yes. You got to go now. Oh, He's man. like, goodbye. And Christopher Walken's like, fuck you, I'm out. Bye. He's like, I'll handle this. And then, like, the, the clowns are like, ooh, and they pull their guns out and put them in his face. Like, what are you going to do, bro? You're in a three-piece suit. Shut up. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> It was really good, though. So what would you... Uh, I'm going to do a roundtable of uh, the, your favorite scenes from the movie. So, uh, Ragnar, how about you go first? What is one of your favorite scenes in the movie? My One of them is the ballroom scene um, mm -hmm. where they actually realize they are... that he's He realizes she's Catwoman. She realizes that he's Batman. Yeah. The line from that scene, aside from the mistletoe, is that when he pulls her in and... He, she says to him, like, do we have to fight now? And then they leave. Yeah. You know, that there, I like, I like that one there. Um, just because it's in, in any movie, really, it's kind of the epitome of good and evil. They realize that they realize who they are. Now everybody else is around. They don't want anybody else to know who they are. So now they have to figure out, well, what the fuck are we going to do? Yeah. You know, um, so that was one of my favorite ones and that was a pretty good action sequence when you just see everybody just ex when the thing explodes in the middle yeah. of the ballroom and yeah. you just see the people flying and then you see the fucking uh duck vehicle that uh, that was cool, was in. Man. and then burton's yeah. choice in that one that everybody else is wearing those masquerade masks yeah, and shit yeah. like that and those are the only two people who weren't wearing masquerade masks and they good point think about it yeah because Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle are no longer who they really are. That those are their masks. Yeah. They you know, that's who they pretend to be. Batman and Catwoman are their true personalities. Yep. Yeah. And it's deep. Yeah. And and I, I'm a hundred percent sure that's what Burton was going for is to try to show that and uh show that uh, that that economy of uh, of who questioning who who the real person is the real personality what is your favorite scene in the movie uh honestly i'm probably have to go the scene where after penguin thinks you know they won and he's sitting there talking to Catwoman and Catwoman, you know he, he thinks he's gonna 
you know, end up. He's a fucking horny ass devil. (laughs) I swear to God, that guy's perverted. I want to fucking touch you to fucking, you know, itch you or scratch you or whatever (laughs) it was. I want to touch you to scratch you. Yeah. And he's like, well, you fucking whore. I'm going to fuck. You know, you give me all these fucking signals. You tease. And he just takes that fucking number. I don't even like you anymore. (laughs) You know, she flies away choking to death. I'm like, that's fucking, that's perfect. That's amazing. It fits her character so well. That was my dad's favorite scene. That line. He just thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And it works so fucking well. And then the fact that she then, you know, keeps track of how many people have, how many men have killed her in, in, a, in, a, in a week's time and, and how many lives that she has as Catwoman left and shit like that. I, I just thought that was a really well-played scene. The the visceral disgust that Michelle Pfeiffer was showing to uh, Danny DeVito at that fucking time. Yeah. And Danny DeVito being so angry and so, uh, you know, uh, I got what's those fucking dudes who blame fucking women for them not getting laid? I what, what are those fucking those assholes? Yes, that them too. Like, <laughs> there's like a movement a of fucking clock? dudes uh, <laughs> that blame women for their shit and stuff like that. But uh, he 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 immediately fucking reverted to that fucking you know that mentality. And, you know, just like, all right, I'm going to fucking kill your ass then. <laughs> and I was like, that, this is really fucking smart. This is really fucking well played. And it, it works. It works well to both of their characters so goddamn well. Yeah. How about you, Lenny? So um, I'd have to say my favorite scene was where uh, the penguin has got control of the, the Batmobile. And he's oh, when he's riding the little uh, the middle Batmobile. Shit up. Yes. And then, like, finally Batman figures out how the hell he's doing it and basically stops it. And the moment when he realizes he no longer has control of the Batmobile, and he's like, and he just starts freaking the fuck out. Yep, I love that scene, and because they actually they show yeah they showed Danny DeVito doing that scene, and like he like he the thing that was that was one of those scenes that really showed how committed he was to the role. Yeah, because he looked like a complete idiot, but he just fucking. Throws this huge tenter tantrum, he's fucking angry, and he's he realizes that his plans are not are falling apart. Yeah. And then later on, another scene that kind of relates to it that I thought was great was he's been like you know Oswald Cobblepot this whole time, right? And then he kind of makes that switch in his mind, like no fuck this, I'm the penguin, I'm sick of this shit. And he goes back to his little lair, and one of the pe- one of the one of his little minions, one of the clown guys, is trying to suck up to him. And he goes, "Hey, how's it going, Oswald?" And he just goes, "Wham!" and he punches him. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that those two scenes were fucking brilliant. I love that. The scene that I like the most is actually showing how fucking psychotic the penguin is. Is when he wants to kill all the children after the whole mirror plan went down the drain, oh. and he's down in his lair around all of his clowns. And one of the clowns come up to him, and basically say, "Wait a minute!" But it, it's a bunch of kids, and he just pulls out his umbrella and just shoots the guy. Yeah, and just fucking kills him. It just shows him how fucking psychotic he's he is. Yeah, yeah, like he doesn't fucking care. He wants to kill Batman. He wants to kill kids. He doesn't fucking care. Another scene that is just kind of a comedy bit that I thought was funny between Alfred and Batman is when they're doing the RSVP scene and uh, basically asking, would you like to go to this ball? And he says, no, I wouldn't. And then all of a sudden, wait a minute, is Selena Kyle going to be there? And because he, he said he wasn't. And so he was ripping the thing up. And then he said, Selena Kyle going to be there. Oh, yeah, I'll go. And then you just see Alfred's face like, 
You motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> By the way, I remember the name of those dudes who blame women for them not getting fucking laid. They're uh, incels. Incels? Yes, incels. It's a very fancy word. Which is short for involuntary celibacy. Oh, Jesus. All right, so it's a whole little fucking <laughs> subculture of guys who blame their fuck, blame fucking women for them being fucking assholes who yeah. don't get fucking pussy and shit like that, which actually, believe it or not, that was started, a group that was started by a woman. Why am I not surprised? Yeah, it was fucking weird. I don't know why uh, that fucking shit happened, but I just wanted to throw Jeez. that out there. Well, before I go into the top 10 reasons why this is a Christmas movie, I do want to give some recommendation, or not recommendation, um, some, you know, amazingness to the Michael Goo who played Alfred. I love him as Alfred. I think he does a great job. He did great in the first 1989 version. I thought, would you guys think he was a good Alfred in the movie? I, I thought so. he was yeah. good. He wasn't my favorite, but he was good. Who was your favorite? Don't Mike, tell me it was Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Whose phone went oh. off? Oh, 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 oh. Whose oh, phone no, went no. off? Whose was that? No, whose, whose was phone that? was that? Oh, oh, oh. Looks like fucking Ragnar is going to be taking a shot. Ragnar, <laughs> I believe as a representative of that personal studio audience member, you have to take the punishment shot. Where the fuck is your phone? Where is your phone? Give me your phone. Give me. Give me your fucking phone. You're grounded. <laughs> oh, this is great. Okay, so let's call you, for the vote. Oh, you fucking bitch. Let's call for the vote. <laughs> oh, so, oh, you got this shit on snooze, too. Oh. <laughs> we have to call for the vote just to make it official. All right, let's vote. Everybody who votes in favor of Ragnar getting the just punishment shot. shot. Just give me aye. Just give aye. Me shot. Give me the shot. Take it like a man. Oh, you just oh. emptied out the bottle. I'm going to whoop her ass later anyways. Ooh. <laughs> so. Kinky. There you go, buddy. See, I don't full? know, man. Jaeger, I like it. It's full to the point where the bottle's empty. You just emptied out the bottle. All right. So, somebody needs to replace that bottle. Yeah. I got another brand new one. So, we're good. Jaeger and. All righty. So, we're going to go ahead and get to the vodka. Talk. Well, before you, get, before you get into that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, there's actually two things, real quick. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. And fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> God. No, fuck you. No, fuck you. You know what? <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. You're cool. Thank you. Uh, you broke <laughs> a lot. You. you broke a lot. <laughs> so, um, all right, two things real quick. Um, there's actually live penguins in the movie. Yes, there yes, are. Yes, I knew that. Uh, yes. The, the other ones were actual midgets. You're talking about the one that I gave him the look? midgets. Yes. No, no, the just... end. Hold on. The end. When he, when Danny DeVito's, when the penguin, oh, right? a little funeral service for the penguin. Yeah. yeah, you can tell. Yeah. He, um, when he picks up the fucking umbrella, right? Ah, I picked the playful one, right? He's like, just stay there. Don't move. I'm going to get you. And then he collapses and you see him come around from the back, yes. right? Those are actual midgets. Okay. I knew ah, they weren't penguins. I didn't, yeah. something that never dawned on me that they were fucking midgets. Yeah. Fucking penguins. That's yep. awesome. They're fucking midgets that are, uh, and the stupid part is, is that they don't even like touch the fucking, the body. He just kind of like just eh, yeah slides, you know. It's a weird. It's believe it or not, it's a weird little scene. But I mean, it is. But it also is, and also with the sad music from Danny Elfman and everything else, it's it's strange. But you could definitely tell that there's people wearing suits, wearing little pain or yeah. penguin suits or something like that. Yeah, it, awesome. if you, if you actually look close enough, like at the suit and the feet, yeah, you know, you can tell that you know, yeah. I mean, as now, you know, looking at it now, um, Two Face, he was actually so he was originally supposed to be in the movie. They wanted to bring him in. In the first Batman. Yeah. And so they scrapped that idea. They wanted to introduce him in this movie at the very end. When she actually picks up that taser 
Yes, yes. I, um, I remember hearing from about that. The, the goon, the clown goon, right? And uh, she yeah. fucking tased uh, Max, right? Um, that was supposed to be his introduction into uh, the next Batman movie. Basically, how his face got all burned up on one side. Yeah. yeah. That was supposed to be the intro for him. Hmm. And then. I got to say, they, though. They, that didn't happen. Like, yeah. the fact that she did what she did with her boss, and then at the end, like. You know, Batman's trying to find her, and he pulls it away, and it shows him, yeah, like all like crispified. That was kind of cool. I it was, was like, yeah. oh my god! It kind of reminded me of the uh, the guy that Jack Nicholson's Joker did in the original one with the fucking hand buzzer when he was yeah. burnt to a crisp. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what it kind of reminded me of. But no, one, those are good two points. One thing I really didn't fucking like when uh, Bruce Wayne, you know, r- literally rips his fucking mask off. That thing was easy to rip. Half. Exactly. I'm just like. It's supposed to be armor. That's not fucking very protective. <laughs> he's literally just tearing not, it all. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that, and I know, I know why, but it still it bothered me. Even as a kid, I yes. noticed this, and that was he like he's always wearing eye makeup, right? Yes. And then that one scene where he pulls the he thing does, off, he's not. He's not, and yeah. I'm like, oh come on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, at least they're doing that in the newer movies. I think in the newer movies they are keeping the eyeshadow yeah, on the characters. It's like, and stuff it's like, like it's like it's uh, like war paint, or like you know, like uh, when you're. I don't know, like well, it makes your eyes like buried and basically inside the uh, the eye holes, basically. Yeah, it's so. it's intimidating. Well, it was developed looking. so that I think the sun it looks wasn't, cool. you know bouncing off. Yeah, you know, and, and and giving you better vision. Yeah, like football players, yeah. a lot of people yeah. do it. So that, I'm like, why not just leave the eye makeup on there? Like, yep. I don't know. So now we're gonna go ahead and go into the ten reasons why this movie is a Christmas movie, and I feel like we can also do this list for one of our future movies that we're gonna be doing for uh, Christmas. But uh, these are the top ten reasons why this is a Christmas movie. Number one, this movie takes place on Christmas, of course. Correct. Number two, there's a Christmas tree in it. The and then presents. Number two, with the ice princess. The Mm. oh, poor ice princess. She was ugly. She was hot. I didn't see it. Exactly. <laughs> right, she was. Cat, Catwoman was. Dude, this is Catwoman was a one. Hey, she I went over Catwoman for, for that time. For that time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Catwoman. Uh, no, pff, number two. What? De- I'm getting my mind. Da, da, number the hard. <laughs> number two. Decorations. Number three. Yeah. Dialogue. You know, Merry Christmas, good peace toward men and yeah. women. That's Makes another sense. thing. Uh, number four, there's got to be snow in the movie. Just like jack-o'-lanterns in Halloween, there's got to be snow in a Christmas movie. Right. Uh, number five, a Christmas plot, which is a Christmas plot, especially with the whole huge um, uh, present that all the clowns that the uh, the gang comes out of and that, stuff like that. Yeah, that was cool. And yeah. all the whole, everything else like that. Number six, Christmas music has to be in the movie. And of right. course, like, you know, the scene where there's, you can hear some of the Christmas music inside the, uh, the, the streets of Gotham. And mm-hmm. then you also have Danny Elfman's score, which is very yes. dark and gothic, but it's got a Christmassy feel to it, like a dark Christmassy feel to yeah. it. Then number seven, there's got to be a Grinch or a Scrooge character, Max Shrek. Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a Max Shrek Grinch character. Number eight, there has to be a Grinch evil Santa, which I would say would the penguin would be. Would you all agree with that? Yeah. Number nine, family, desire for family. Penguin, desire for his family, looking, you know, to be above on the world and everything else. That's a Christmas name. Huh? Also Batman. Also Batman. Yeah, true. Uh, Number 10, Christmas spirit wins. You don't think there's any of that? What? How, how, how do you figure that one? The Are Christmas you saying spirit Batman wins? is Christmas spirit? No, the, the Christmas spirit. Okay, you remember the ending when when she when he thinks that Catwoman's dead, but then he sees her in the alleyway, and then he picks up the cat, and he just feels like that spirit. He holds that cat tight because it was actually Selena Kyle's cat. So cat goes in. Woman a, get me, get, let me finish. And then he gets back inside the car, and then he says, "Goodwill towards men and women." 
that right there, there's a lot of Christmas spirit right there. You don't believe that? You don't think that's Christmas spirit? Okay, with that line there, yes. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, it's it's really the season for it, and it's awesome. But Batman there, there, There's a couple songs that have that. that in there. Yeah. But as far as number 10 goes, uh, you, you had it's it. It's a hit up, or a miss. You had it up until then. Yeah. Well, yeah. either way, and if, also, you, if you I go don't with nine. Snow is necessary. No, I seriously Bad think Santa so. in Arizona. Yeah. It all depends on the, the area you're in. Yeah. yeah, but there was snow on the little set where he was at right there. That, there that, has no. to be that, some type of like snow. Foam. I think that's it's not, still showing up. That's snow. not snow. All right, then we're going to get into our discussion of fucking Die Hard. I can't wait no, to our no, discussion of Die Hard. There's no snow in Die Hard. I You're in the Los Angeles. There's a need for it. snow to be a Christmas film. Okay, well, I, I think, think that's a top 10 reason. circus movie because there was clowns at it and acrobat people. Okay. And they're jumping around. Okay, then I can almost <laughs> for that exact same thing except for oh my God. the Christmas you know, dialogue. I can make the same argument then for Groundhog Day. It's a fucking Christmas movie. It has almost all those same exact boxes that you can check, except for the Christmas dialogue uh, and di- and also decorations. There's no Christmas decorations in Groundhog Day, but there's and it doesn't take place during Christmas. That's but number there's one. No, yeah, there's snow. There's still t- so that treating people. Okay, but you have to. All right, no, 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 we're not going into that <laughs> fucking thing because there's more in that one. And the other one. Like, what the fuck? No, 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 no. You can't no. do Groundhog Day because that's not a Christmas movie. That's my point. But you feel like Batman returns. Okay, I can't wait till we do Die Hard. I can't wait till we do Die. Because I, I don't believe I, I heard a Christmas movie. Uh, I agree that Batman Returns is a Christmas movie, like but your measurement of why it's a, a Christmas right movie is flawed. Okay, well, this we, is we will see. We will see. We will see. I'm, I'm really curious how uh, Die Hard will go. Oh, Anyways, yeah. back to, to our subject. Do you, everybody, but, I, you know, but this is a question to ask all of you. Do you guys think that this is a Christmas movie? I think it is. I think it is. But I don't think it's more Christmassy than fucking Die Hard. What? All right. Mm. Uh, this is going to be fun. This yeah. Is, uh, well, g- g- until you guys wait for our Die Hard episode, you will get your opinion right there. as Christmassy if Because I, I want to hear your fucking opinions about that. Because that minimum. one's got less. How about you, Lenny? I mean, it takes place around Christmas time, so sure. <laughs> Hey, why not? There's the peanut. Cap. Well, then, then we could talk to a whole lot of other movies be taking place during Christmas. Could be Christmas movies. I guess Trading Places is a Christmas movie. Gremlins is a Christmas. Gremlins movie. is absolutely Gremlins a fucking Christmas is movie. A fucking Christmas movie. Absolutely fucking literally a Christmas movie. Booyah. So, oh, so you say Gremlins is a Christmas movie more than Batman Returns? No. No. Okay. All right. Well, no. Listen, See, these, you're trying to argue with me, but I'm in agreement that these are Christmas movies. These yeah. films are. All right, you're all, trying to argue with me. These films right, are not all trying, Christmas I, I, movies I, I, in the sense that they happen around Christmas time, yeah. as opposed to something that is. Well, see, the thing is, a lot of people, a lot of people make the flawed. argument if Die Hard Jingle is a Christmas movie. Sorry, Christmas movie. That is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Jingle All the Way is a Christmas movie. That's got everything on the list. Yes. But anyway, the list is flawed. The list is flawed. All right. Well, we'll have to talk about it more. Anyways, uh, we're going to go ahead and slide and talk. I always say slide. What the fuck? We're going to go ahead and talk about slide into them DMs. Oh that's not saying if if a movie that's set over in Jerusalem is a what? Christmas movie or not. Yeah. All right. Jerusalem. Yeah. Because it doesn't have fucking snow if it is any movie that's set in fucking Jerusalem. Right. I, I have no idea. Or Cali. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Cali's going to come up with, you know, Die Hard. All right. Well, yeah, we're yeah. we're going to go ahead and talk about the, uh, the score real quick, which is from uh, Danny Elfman. You all agree that this is probably one of the best Batman themes ever. I mean, seriously, it is a good, strong military. Yes, it is a strong military Batman theme. It's amazing. 
It's very militarized. I, I'm not a big fan of Batman Forever or Batman and Robin, but Danny Elfman does a great job. But you see a lot of more of his gothic tones in this movie compared to the first movie. The first movie was more, you know, with the clown, with the Joker and stuff like that. This one was very gothic. You had the fucking pipe organ you can hear in the background. Yeah, no, it definitely ramped things up. And um, like when they were playing, when the when they're playing this score. And, like, the penguins are, like, they're, like, militarized, and they're marching into position with their missiles and shit. Oh, my God. It was, awesome. it was yes. cool. Yeah, that was, was pretty like, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Like, it's, it's that part where you're kind of rooting for penguin. You're like, yes. that's fucking cool. Penguins yes. with rockets on their backs. Yes. That's awesome. So, yes. eat the, oh, oh, who's that environmental? The PETA? PETA, yeah. yeah. Is that who oh, it is? Yeah. yeah. They had a shit storm over this. I figured but they would. They no, they're like, how dare you put explosives on a penguin? No, no, like, that's, that's the thing. Paid. I read yeah. about the way like that. that those fucking penguins were treated like gold. They oh, had yeah. their own frickle, fr- fr- uh, They were own. treated better than fucking actors Yeah, were. no, they had yeah. a room. They had a fucking pool. They had everything they needed. They had all the food that they wanted, plenty of fish. They loved what By they the were By the way, at. speaking of fish, that scene where Danny DeVito's munching away on that fish, that was a real fucking fish. Oh, yeah. A real raw fish. Yeah. And he even said, he was like, I actually didn't taste too bad he's like i just went for it and i'm yeah. like oh god See, that's the thing. so gross well, when he was doing it his when, acting was perfect in that fucking he was role. great yeah. yeah you know his uh his uh fucking drool or ooze yeah or whatever it's fucking uh mouthwash oh, oh really red and green i thought it was like mouthwash. a wash it seemed more fucking thicker than that yeah though. i thought it was just yeah. you know like congealed blood no that, that, that's what i thought like blood? a green blood or yeah. something yeah. like yeah. that well red, first of all i couldn't green mouthwash is was his that was his idea wow no, and well, I like I that because it, it kind of yeah. makes sense. That's, that's what they something else added into it to make it a little bit thicker. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. well, you know, a thickness. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing that McDonald's hated. They hated that shit. That that's actually one of the things they did not like with him fucking drooling fucking green shit out of his mouth. McDonald's hated. Yeah, that. they yeah. thought it was grotesque. And I'm like, I think it looked cool because. You know, you realize, like, especially like when his nose, like when he came up out of the water and his nose was pouring, and it was, and that, that that's the color of his blood. Yeah, yeah. It makes him like, you know, otherworldly. He's something yes. different. Like he's, he's from more the animalistic. He's a freak. You know, exactly. Really yeah. cool. He's not an. He's not a human. He is the animal. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah. Like I said, it, it the way that they made him with the the fucking blood, the the way that uh, he looked and everything, especially with Tim Burton's kind of iconic little thing that he does in almost every one of his movies, he makes all of his actors look pale white yep. with the darkness around the eyes. I, I think that's in almost most of his movies. And they did a lot of that with the Penguin and also Catwoman. I mean, Catwoman was completely like oh, flesh tone in the beginning. And then when she was Catwoman and when she was her darker character, her face was like completely white. When oh, she yeah. was Catwoman, yes. Yes. But when she was still playing as Selena. Oh, she with had that color. fucking wild hair. Oh, my God. I'm not gonna lie. She was hot. She, she was hot. <laughs> I'm not. She was the hottest thing in that movie. I I, I loved it. It's a good oh, thing you didn't think Danny DeVito was hot. Oh yeah, Danny DeVito with that big suit with the round. Oh yeah, that was just sexy. You couldn't imagine those flippers jerking you off. Okay, just unbelievable. And then of course, Stu takes it too far. He always does. That's gross. Never gonna look at Danny DeVito the same. Oh my god, they look like they're always. You gotta have that's a good flippers though. Hold on. For the love of God. All right, we're going to go ahead and get into our pint reviews of this okay. movie. Let's so, let's go ahead and start with Ragnar. How many pints uh, would you give this movie? It's not four. I'll give it four on this one. Oh, okay. Um, the score is awesome. I love the score. The actors and it was awesome. Uh, and the way that everyone meshed well together. The storyline was great. I, I liked actually reading up on everything, seeing what they originally wanted to do, and actually knowing how it actually went. I think it actually went better the way they actually they did it, really. Yeah. Obviously. Um, and it really was. I think it was a good movie, great movie. 
Do I think it was better than the first one? I think it's 50-50. All right. So, Stu, how about you, buddy? I was going to give it a three and a half, but listening to actually Ragnar's points, I'm going to agree. I am. I'll give it a four. I will. Um, the score absolutely helped. Um, everybody seemed like they had fun with what they were doing. They were okay with chewing up the scenery, but it didn't go so far super campy, but it also wasn't super serious. It was just a good, enjoyable film from start to finish. Uh, I, I'll give it a four. Lenny, how about you, buddy? Um, I'm going to give it a four as well because this was definitely, of like the earlier Batmans before, like the Christian Bale Batmans and all that, like in this little genre, I would say that this was probably my favorite one. The first one being a very close second. Um, I, you know, the like I said, having the, the multiple bad guys in this one and the the scenery and the just the way that it was it all went through was I just think it was really well done. I there was a lot of really good lines. Um I thought it was really excellent. Um so I'd give it I'd give it four pints for sure. All right, looks like we're all gonna be in a tie here because I'm gonna go ahead and give this a four. But the thing that I find the shocking about this is that the first Batman got a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, and the Batman Returns got an 80%. And I don't understand that because I would give Batman a 4.5. I still feel like that is the best one out of all of them. But this one was a fun film, and I enjoyed it. But overall, four point, it's a 4. It's a 4. I agree with all you guys. It's a fun film. Penguin and uh, um, Catwoman was perfect in it. They were all great in their roles. Batman was great. The, the special effects, the score, the gothicness everything about it it was a great film so i I definitely recommend this for a watch it was awesome so thanks for uh joining us for our batman returns episode and uh merry christmas guys merry christmas merry christmas merry christmas you filthy animal whoa wrong movie (laughs) that's right (laughs) whoops fuck me santa fuck me santa fuck me santa (laughs) (laughs) wrong movie oh my god Hey guys, thanks for listening to our podcast, Barrel Age Flicks. We are so excited for the upcoming episodes headed your way and bonus episodes of The Small Batch, Sammy Selects, and now The New Tasting Room. If you like our show, please spread the word, give us a like, or leave us some kind of review on any of the social media pages. Give us a follow on Instagram, Barrel Flicks, or Facebook, Barrel Age Flicks. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Radio Public, Audible, Pocket Cast, Spotify, CastBox, YouTube, and now Pandora. Please shoot us an email at BarrelAgeFlicks at Gmail with comments and movie suggestions for future shows or any other things you'd like to let us know. Credit to Carl Casey at White Bat Audio on YouTube. Man, your music is awesome. We thank you so much for that. It's great. You guys go ahead and check him out. I just want to say thank you so much. We hope to see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. See you then.